0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Be Not a Slave. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today I want to talk about karma. I want to talk about karma today. Or the old expression, what goes around comes around. Have you heard that one? Of course you have. Well, you know there's some truth in it. In the Bible somewhere it said that which I feared the most has come upon me. Why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you. But I will have to lay some groundwork. This may not be easy for you to see, but maybe it will be. Let's let's find out. Christ said all who sin are slaves. But the basic ideas When you sin, you become subject to that, sin. And you remain subject to it until you are set free. Another example is in Peter. Peter says, that by which a man is bested, he becomes subject to. That which he is overcome by, that by which a person is overcome by, intimidated by, defeated. He becomes subject to, or the person becomes subject to. Now, why is that? Well, it's because of what Christ said, all who sin are subject to sin, or all who sin are slaves. That's a better way of putting it. Rather than an example, let me explain a bit more why. The human being was created originally. The purpose of the human being was to Live perpetually, even as God lives in eternally. To live perpetually in awe and wonder of the Creator. See, that's worship. When you see the beautiful flowers blossoming in the spring, when you see the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and when you see the the beauty of nature. When you see the stars, and when you study mathematics and science and see the beauty of it, the genius of it, then you are in awe of your creator, the creator of all science, of nature, of mathematics. When you see love, when you see mercy, when you see forbearance, when you see forgiveness, when you see kindness, they're so beautiful, and you are in awe of the Creator who made them. And should you experience God's forgiveness and His grace, then you will be in awe of and appreciative of and have love for your Creator. And then you will realize your need for Him. You remember in the desert when the Israelitish people were wandering in the desert for 40 years, God gave them manna He gave them a kind of food that was, if they ate that food, it was all they needed to stay alive. That one thing. And so they were completely dependent upon him in the desert for him to provide them manna on a daily basis. And they were told not to hoard the manna. They were told every day to wait upon God who would would take care of their daily needs. Christ said, Remember in the beautiful Sermon on the Mount, he said that God knows even when one sparrow falls from a tree. And he said, therefore, God knows what you need, and he will answer. He will provide for you. But you have to rely upon your Creator. You have to look to him. See? It says in the Old Testament, lean not upon your own understanding, but in everything look to God. See? Now, do you understand that we were we were made to be completely dependent upon God, completely dependent upon him for life, and he would provide for us and in in exchange, we would of course love him. what can you what could you be but loving of a merciful and generous God as he is, and in awe of everything that he's made? That's what we were made for to live forever, and always in awe and wonder, on a voyage of discovery, to discover the wonder of God's creation, and the wonder of him. So, now do you know what sin is? Now do you see that sin is a turning away from God, from his principles, from looking to him, looking to another? Can you see it now? And when you turn away from him to another, then you become dependent on the other. You become dependent on the other and subject to the other. We have a lot of free resources for you at SheddingShackles.com. For example, my most popular YouTube video right now is How Brother Lawrence Found God and How You Can Too check it out at SheddingShackles.com. Just want to say hi to all the listeners in Southern California, San Bernardino, Yucaipa, Redlands, Temecula, and all of the beautiful cities around the Inland Empire and the Great Southland. Also want to say hi to my new listeners in Kansas City and Indianapolis, Indiana. Welcome, welcome all. Welcome, everyone. My name is Roland, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. Incidentally, I have a very nice website with lots of resources, SheddingShackles.com. SheddingShackles.com. So now do you understand what we were created for, the human being, mind, body, and soul? We were created to live forever in awe and wonder and delight in God's great, beautiful universe, in awe and wonder of the creator of the universe and of all good. Do you understand? That's what we were created for, the mind, the body. That's right. Well, now do you understand when you turn away from God? When you turn away from Him, then it's like totally turning away from what you were created for. But because we were created to be dependent on the Creator, when you turn away from Him, then you are dependent upon that which you turn to. It becomes your God. Now, do you understand why sin, any sin, Whatever sin is, and there are a million, million variations of it, it's a, it's a subtle turning away from, from God. For example, let's take awareness, for example. Just something very simple. I'll just give you a couple of simple examples. For example, awareness. You know what awareness is. Awareness is when you're not lost in something. When you're lost in texting or lost in your food. Or lost in a, in a ball game or a television program or lost in a video game, you're, you're lost. You don't have awareness. But when you snap out of it, when you take a step back and do a reality check, when you get lost in some person who you think is wonderful, then all of a sudden one day you discover that he has a girlfriend, another girlfriend, or something like that, and you take a step back and do a reality check, and now awareness returns. Of course, In the latter case, it's a bit painful, but nevertheless, awareness returns, and now seeing the truth, you're saved from that person, you see, who was no good. So when you're lost in your video game, you're so lost in it, somebody comes along and they might take your pickpocket, your, your iPhone out of your back pocket, because you're so lost in the game, you don't know what's going on, you're unaware. Okay, so an awareness is what our Creator gives us. And it is a faculty of awareness by which we are aware of our Creator, by which we realize things. Okay? So when, you're, when you when when you you fall away from awareness by being lost in something, then you become subject to it. Now, do you understand why people are subject to their iPhone and to video games and to their food and to their entertainment and their music and whatever else? It, they fall away from awareness. We're supposed to be aware. We were created to be aware of our Creator. See, Christ said, uh, people, he, he told a lady at the well that God wants worshipers. God is the Spirit. And He wants people who worship Him in spirit and in truth. You understand now with awareness.
0: Do you have a question or a comment? Email us at sheddingshackles at yahoo.com that's shedding shackles at yahoo.com.
1: I've been around 28 years now on the radio. I, uh, I'm just a man with a microphone, and that's how I help people. Well, I'm a lot closer to 70 than I am to 65, so I'll give you an idea that I've been around for a while, okay? But I understand some basic things. But more importantly I know how to recover from them. Some basic things that go wrong like resentment, hostility and unfinished business and not finding the purpose of your life, okay? Getting sidetracked and conforming to other people and then find finding out you missed the boat. So I know how to recover from that kind of stuff. And I know the answer is spiritual and it has something to do with God and it has something to do with Christ. See, but here's the thing, just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, is not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like coming up out of being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds, and you take a wonderful, deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality. The blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Do you understand now what stress is? It means that you have been tempted to become externalized. And now just about everything you do, you'll discover one day. You will discover that just about everything you do is temptation-based. But there's another way of living and moving and having your being. I want to read you something from A.W. Tozer in his book, The Pursuit of God, a very famous classic Christian book. Chapter 1. Following Hard After God. Christian theology teaches the doctrine of prevenient grace, which, briefly stated, means that before a person can seek God, God must first have sought the person. Before a sinful person can think a right thought of God, there must have been a work of enlightenment done within him. Imperfect it may be but a true work nonetheless, and the secret cause of all desiring and seeking and praying which may follow. We pursue God because, and only because, He has put an urge within us that spurs us to that pursuit. No man can come unto me, said our Lord, except the Father which hath sent me draw him. The impulse to pursue God originates with God, But the outworking of that impulse is our following hard after him. Now, is that not beautiful? Christ said, of myself, I can do nothing. It must begin with God. When anything that begins with him is good, if everything you did began with the right intent, with the right impulse, an impulse from within, to do the right thing, see, the impulse to do the right thing, the impulse to say the right thing. Or to put it another way, it begins in in stillness, in quiet, in watching, in observing people and seeing their faults. Yes, seeing their faults and their errors, but not resenting them for it, not hating them for it. And it begins in not being ambitious. You see, it's okay to be industrious, but Ambitious means that you've been prodded and challenged from the outside. Now, the whole world is constantly challenging you, challenging to do more, be more, study more, work more, harder, harder, do more and more and more, and buy more, and you know all the rest of it. You have to learn to go the opposite way. And the opposite way doesn't mean doing nothing. See, some of us are so over-motivated that we, we shut down. Even our bodies shut down. And so we don't do anything we hide and have no motivation but that's not it you have to go within get the meditation practice being quiet and wait for the wind of the spirit the wind of the spirit to move you and to flow from within and this time everything you do will begin with god and it will be good and it will have a good effect upon your being and upon other people and you'll see good coming into being all around you, and you'll wonder and marvel because of yourself. You did nothing other than yearn to do what is right and yearn for the Creator you've never known. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships? My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and forget the myths and mysteries of marriage. Check it out at amazon.com or sheddingshackles.com.
0: Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com.
1: So now let's tie it all together. Stress. I said that stress meant that you were tempted to be externalized. And when you felt temptation, then after that, everything was an extension of that fall, and an extension of the temptation which changed you, because you became subject to it. So now do you see why people are so stressed? Because they are subject to what they have fallen to. If you resent something, you have fallen to it, see? it Because you, you fell away from love. And because you fell away from love through resenting, you became subject to it. And when you don't have faith in God, then you you have fallen away from faith. And thus, you become subject to what you fell to. And then after that, it upsets you and frightens you and makes you anxious and so on. Are you with me? And it's people. You fell away from God by resenting people. And when you resent people, you become subject to them. Now, do you see why you become subject when you don't look for God's comfort? when instead of saying, Lord, what have I done wrong, as David did? Remember David? David said, what have I done wrong, God? Instead, people, people want comfort. They want symptom removal. So they don't have to be aware of their wrong, of the consequences of their wrong. And so when you look to the world, to marijuana, to alcohol, to sympathy from others, and comfort, consolation on the outside, then you fell away from God's comfort. But then you become subject to them. You become subject to whatever it is you look. You see, it's just, so it's so simple. The principle is very simple. And so all you have to do is now turn back to your Creator and yearn for Him. And cry out in helplessness to him, seeing you're wrong and not trying to defend it. And then he will answer. He will answer. And he will give you the power to stand back from what has you now enslaved. It's that simple. And so, at some point in your life, you know, for a lot of people, it's when they're around 40, that seems to be a watershed year or time of life, you start to look at yourself, and you start to look at your habits, your food practices, and your, and your friends, and your things, all your stuff, and your work, and all of that. And you you see how how it it has shaped you and molded you, and then it keeps you trapped, doesn't it? And you yearn to be free. And so you think, well, if I had a, a house in the country, or up in the mountains, or, or if I rode a bicycle, or if I got a motorcycle, or if I divorced my wife and got another, a younger wife, or divorced my husband, got a Another husband, or if I got divorced and then wasn't married, then I would be free. Or if I had another job, or if I had more money. See, not to mention the issues that you develop—health issues and financial issues—and you think, well, if I could just pay off my bills and and get rid of this ailment that I have. And see, but the answer to what has gone wrong with you lies in refinding your true identity. And then receiving the love of God. See? And it requires searching for it. Christ said, Seek and you will find. All you can do is seek it and yearn for it. Yearn for what is good and yearn for what is true. The cry of the soul is silent. Your soul silently cries out to your Creator. And He answers. Okay? And then... He answers with, first of all, some light. He gives you a little bit of light, and he gives you the power. He gives you the power. See, now, let's put it this way. After all these years of conforming and being angry and striving, and all of these years of taking in the world, you can't let it go because you need it for comfort. Just like a fish needs water, the deer needs the forest. You need all of your friends and your wrong food and your marijuana and your entertainment and your music, and you need all of that. But if you could leave it aside, if you could not indulge it, if you could stand back from it, well, you can't do it now. But with God's help, you could. He gives you the power to stand back. And if you cry out to your Creator, and He gives you some light, so you can begin to look at things objectively, and He gives you the power to stand back and observe, that doesn't mean that you would become a saint right away. It doesn't mean you could give everything up right away. But if you were serious about coming back to your Creator, then he would give you the power to say no to the most recent things that you've taken up. That would, would give you the power to stand back from some practices that are very health-damaging. He would give you the power to stand back and be less angry, less resentful toward people. And then you could begin to spiritually recover. You would begin to be in the world, but not of the world. And with time, maybe lots and lots of time, you would learn to to eat moderately and of the right things. You would learn to be patient with other people instead of resenting and judging them. And you would learn to look at life, almost like a tourist, and marvel at all the things that you see and not resent other people. And with that kind of an attitude, and with God's help, you would begin to draw closer and closer to your Creator. And for not hating people, you would get His approval. For not resenting other people, you would get His approval. And for not being impatient with other people, you would get His approval. And you would feel His love in your being. St. Augustine put it this way in his Confessions. He said, You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they find rest in you. If you hear something here that you've always yearned to hear, then the next step would be to get the meditation. Because it's so simple but so important because most people are lost between their ears. Most people are lost in worries, doubts, and fears. And it'd be nice to come out of that. Come back to the present where the birds are singing. So go to SheddingShackles.com and look for the free meditation. Could do you a world of good. Yes, indeed, the meditation could be just what you need to help you calm down and get centered. Come back to reality where the birds are singing and the sky is blue and the puffy clouds are floating overhead. A world where there is love and there is truth and there is God, which you knew when you were a little child. A long time ago you knew that before you became upset. Come back to reality now, would you please? Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.